This is Marisa Brown, Senior Principal Research Lead for Supply Chain Management at APQC. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to APQC Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today, I'm here with Graham Smith, who's in business development at Esker, to talk about optimizing customer service. Welcome to the podcast, Graham. Hey, Marisa. Thank you for having me. Really excited to join today. Thank you so much. So we're at a time when customer experience and customer service are in the news on a regular basis. And often it's not a happy story, right? We hear about customers with orders that are delayed or there are a lot of shortages. But even with all of these external forces that are disrupting organizations, we thankfully find some customer service stars shining. And I'm happy to have you on this podcast to provide some insights into what you've seen and some ideas for how organizations can get into that second group of stars and provide outstanding customer service, ideally by optimizing what they can control in terms of their practices and their processes. But first, can you just tell us, please, a little bit about yourself and your journey with customer service? And also, why is Esker so interested in this? Yeah, definitely. And ironically, I spent my late teens and early 20s as a customer service rep for some early internet startups, for some wireless providers, and at some third-party call centers, where I then you know, kind of segued myself over to more account management type roles, where I worked closely with customer service groups in manufacturing and distribution, in turn coming over to Esker. And what I really enjoy today about being here at Esker, helping customer service organizations to improve those processes, is I've seen firsthand where customer service directors come out and say, hey, we're not answering calls for the rest of the day because we have orders that we need to enter. Or having color-coordinated printers for today's tasks, having that filing cabinet where they might be manually filing away some of those purchase orders and and really just understanding some of the the challenges that are faced. Because when you think of customer service, you know, I think of somebody just sitting there that's ready to answer my my phone call at any point in time. But the fact of the matter is they have 50,000 different things on their plate every day. And answering that phone is just one of many of the tasks that they need to complete. Ah, that's very interesting. Very interesting. So I hear what you're saying. And with all those tasks and all those things facing customer service, why do you think now there is such an intense focus on customer service? Customer service is more relevant than ever. You know, during COVID times, we had all these supply chain disruptions, which is changing customer behaviors. And also, I know that I was one of these people during the early stages of that pandemic. I'm going online for everything. I'm having everything delivered. And I like the ease of use of being able to go to Amazon, order exactly what I need. I don't need to reach out to anybody. If I need to return it, it's a very easy, simple process. And I get very used to that process. And I think a lot of us did, which is forcing a lot of companies that historically you know, displayed B2B behaviors in their ordering trends, how they interact with customer service, how they service their customers, to being more of kind of B2C type trends. And, you know, in addition to some of the trends changing there, what I'm seeing as well with the great resignation, it was hard to keep people in those seats, which is leading to executive teams, customer service leaders, 
you know, how do we incentivize our customer service group? How do we get it to be more sticky, which is leading to more programs to upskill, to create different advancement opportunities for those CSRs so that they'll stay in the seats and that they'll enjoy their jobs better. And one thing that I'm seeing a lot as well, you know, given those supply chain disruptions, somebody needs to be setting better expectations with their customers. Because I saw a lot of companies, you know, I think five, 10 years ago in a perfect world, you have a single vendor for everything, right? And people wanted to get as close to that as they possibly could. Well, you know, during these disruptions, supplier A might not have it. So I need to look at supplier B. Well, maybe supplier B doesn't have it. And now I have six different suppliers to give me exactly what I need, which is changing some of those relationships. There isn't as much customer loyalty as there may have been in the past, which leads to how do we create a better experience for those customers to make sure that we're doing everything we possibly can to get them to stay and keep that customer retention. That's a good point. I've heard that it's a lot less expensive to retain an existing customer than it is to go find a new one. It always is. With all this attention that's necessary for customer service, where do you see some opportunities for organizations to better align between the strategy that they have at the top of the organization and the actual measures they're using at the front lines? You know, I think every CEO, COO, VP of supply chain is telling me that they're looking at better ways to lower cost to serve, right? And there's multiple ways to do that. That could be rolling out a new digital strategy with e-commerce to increase digital adoption, create more self-service opportunities for their customers. But also, you know, I mentioned the great resignation. And I think to really align that strategy, we need to make sure that customer service reps enjoy what they're doing more. They see more of those advancement opportunities. And that's why I think a lot of companies are changing from you know kind of a true, and I shouldn't say a true, more of a traditional, okay, my CSRs do order entry and they answer the phones. And now maybe we're breaking those individuals out to have more specialties. So they're dealing with returns, they're dealing with credits, they're helping with any kind of claims or deductions, and then they're helping with some of those planning activities as well. So now they're gaining more real world skills that keep them in those seats and then also provide that additional level of care to their customers. Well, it's great that you have personal experience having been a CSR and it sounds like the role is changing over time. What do you think that organizations can do to really empower these frontline folks, these people who really provide those moments of truth with the customers? How can they help them spend more time really delighting their customers, if you will? You know, I think it's twofold. I mentioned before, kind of that traditional approach, customer services answering the phone and they're entering orders. Okay. How do we remove some of that? which has led to a lot of those big box suppliers leading to more intricate phone trees so that there are a few hoops that their customers need to go to to actually get to a live representative. A lot of those questions can potentially be answered through those phone trees. But then on the flip side, how do we enable better communications with our customers while also making it easier for our customer service staff to be able to service those customers? That leads to, again, more e-commerce opportunities. I see a lot of companies that historically would have never had an e-commerce presence. Manufacturing would be a good example. Building materials would be a good example. Where some of those stock items, now they're putting those online for customers to be able to order. 
maybe some parts are online for those customers to be able to order. So those CSRs aren't spending 50, 60, 70% of their day entering those orders. And then in addition, a lot of people are looking at what you might consider like an email attendant. So as those different inquiry types are coming in, you have the ability to intelligently filter through, leverage maybe artificial intelligence, some machine learning to make sure that those items are A, not getting lost, and then B, they can be worked by the most qualified individual, leaving, again, more time for exceptions if there are investigations that need to be done. When it comes to different kind of claims, there's you know a, a lot of background, back office work that needs to be done that allows that time, that care. In turn, you're improving those customer response times and you're improving those reconciliation times. That's great. That's great. And yeah, you just mentioned a couple types of technology that can help with some of that. And it sounds like one of the main ways out of this, not mess, but this tangled customer experience that we're dealing with right now is through greater visibility in turn, greater automation. Can you talk a little bit about where you see some key technologies heading in the near future and beyond? Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, I mentioned that kind of email attendant. Oscar has an offering that sits in front of Outlook that has the ability to kind of scrape the data in those emails, categorize those different emails so different individuals can work on them. And the conversation that I'm having with most people today is I know how long it takes my customer service rep to enter an order. I have a phone system, so I know how much they're actually physically talking to customers. What I don't know is how much time they're spending on some of those back office tasks for addressing pricing questions, putting together quotes, sending out emails with tracking and status, things like that. And, you know, kind of taking that a step further, at least the vision at Esker is how do we couple some of that technology with things like auto replies to automatically get that information out there? And then again, with that e-commerce presence, there's also the ability a lot of times to have that tracking information there. So one conversation I'm having very frequently, especially around status requests, because I think we've all seen those, you know, grow 200% in the last two years is, hey, once I get an email with the status request, can we pull that information out of the ERP, automatically send that, and then also direct them to those self-service options so I can free that team up to focus on what really matters. That's great. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. There's a certain segment of the population that loves self-service. And then there's also those who still want things pushed to them so they don't have to go digging around in there. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate your sharing your thoughts and, and insights and all that. And we'd just love to hear kind of your favorite customer success story from a customer service perspective. You know, there's, there's so many for, for various reasons. You know, I think there's a large appliance manufacturer that's been working with Oscar for a while. And in their industry, they were getting 16, 17, 18 page long purchase orders that had 300, 400 line items on them. Their SKUs are about 20 digits long. So you can imagine how much time, how much care needs to be taken just so that they can get that information entered into, in their case, I believe it was SAP. They came to Oscar asking us what we could do. After being live with Oscar, they were actually able to reduce the amount of time it took to enter orders from 45 minutes to two minutes per order because we were able to extract that data, 
reference that data against what they had in the ERP and then pass that information along where CSR now doesn't need to enter that header information, doesn't need to enter that line information. They can quickly skim through it, validate that the information is correct, and then pass it along. They also had a goal of hiring an additional 50 CSRs over the next five years. And if I remember correctly, they ended up saving about $5 million in headcount over that five-year period because they did need to increase. Oh, that's great. And I bet those CSRs who were there were a lot happier not having to enter all those pages and details and all that into the system. Well, that's great. Well, Graham, thank you so much for coming on this podcast today. And I Thank just you for wanna, having me, Marisa. Yeah, it's always great to talk with you and Esker. And I do want to mention that APQC and Esker have recently published a new report called Optimizing Customer Service, where you can learn more about how organizations are focusing on improving these moments of truth. And once again, I'm Marisa Brown. Thank you for listening to this APQC podcast. To learn more about our research, please visit apqc.org. And you can also visit esker.com to learn more about their solutions. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day.